Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! There are some sports that aren't afraid of the rough stuff. It's called the National Lacrosse League, where they're kicking the crap out of each other every night. How about that? And UFC. Because human nature hasn't changed. There's still aggression. Kids still need to take their aggression up. So maybe they don't play hockey anymore. Maybe they play football. Maybe they play lacrosse. But if this is the way that junior hockey wanted to go anyways, I say let's play if that's what it's going to take. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. And I apologize. We got so off track in the first hour talking about two things. Primarily Tom Wilson and the situation there, the $5,000 fine. And uh, it's the Rangers and Capitals tonight at MSG in the return engagement. And then the CFL draft and a recap. And John Hodge is going to be joining us in moments from Winnipeg on that. But I didn't read enough of these sponsor reads, Dupe. So here's one. Bigger than ever, Manscaped has dove into the RP show pool. So here's the liner read, okay? Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RP20 at Manscaped. (laughs) How about that? You got to go to manscaped.com because of overwhelming response. And you can attest to this from uh, their earlier advertising. They've jumped in even more. Yeah. Right. So RP20 at manscaped.com, a discount just for you. Take my word for it. No more clunky razors, cords, perfect size, 90 minute battery life and a headlight. It has a headlight. What more needs to be said? How are they upgrading from the 3.0 to the 4.0? Like, what else could they do? Well, you're about to find out, I guess. Yeah, it's coming. It also comes with all kinds of creams and lotions and everything else. Woo! Trust me. You walk out of there and go, <sighs> How about that? Curling report. Canada's Carrie Anerson kept chipping away at her Women's World Curling Championship deficit with a third straight win Tuesday in Calgary. The host country down Scotland 6-5 in an extra end to get to a 4-5 and record, but Anderson's Manitoba foursome still faces a battle to be among Friday's top six teams advancing to the qualification round. Anderson went 1-5 to start the Women's Worlds before beating South Korea, Italy, and the Scots. Russia tops the table at 8-0 ahead of Switzerland at 7-1, Sweden at 6-1, and the USA at 6-3. Canada faces Estonia today. They're one and seven. So they're the free spot on the bingo card is Estonia. And they finished their preliminary round versus Denmark and Japan on Thursday and China on Friday. But a Canadian comeback in the world championship will be witnessed by few TV and streaming broadcasts suspended on Sunday remain so until at least Thursday now because seven members of the broadcast team tested positive for COVID-19. The Curling Report is brought to you by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. 
All right, let's get John Hodge on our screen from 3downnation.com. And, John, I'm sure you would agree. Thanks for joining us, by the way. It looks like a beautiful sunny day in the Manitoba capital. I felt the CFL draft was fantastic. How would you feel about it? Well, I'll say this. Last year, after the draft, uh, we did a podcast uh, for 3Down with myself, Dunk, J.C. Abbott, and TSN's Dwayne Ford also joined us. And at the end of the call, I said, you know – I hate to think about this, but remember the pandemic was about a month in at that point. I said, I, I hate to think this way, but there's a possibility that the next real CFL event that we have to cover will be the 2021 CFL draft. And I'll tell you, Rod, I've never been more disappointed to be right before in my life. Uh, so the fact that we got a real draft to cover, we got to talk about football again. We got to talk about, you know, the outlook for a 2021 season that should happen. I'm not convinced it's going to be 14 games, but it is a season that should go ahead as planned to some extent. Um, and potentially it will be 14 games. I uh, I was over the moon. I'm, I'm a passionate draft guy, always have been. But after a year away, I felt uh, I felt very refreshed. I felt energized. And uh, I think a lot of Canadian football fans felt the same way. I got that vibe off it last night when it was over. And then this morning there was, there was 50, 50. It was like, Oh yeah, back to COVID. And then B, you know, <laughs> with the jurisdictions clearing the health and safety protocol return to play, we'll see. But I just want to ask you this. You did your mock draft and it was tremendous. Craig Smith predicted that this would be the wildest draft ever because of the uncertainty, right? And two smushed up draft classes going into one training camp this year. That's the best case scenario, but all in all, it was a pretty standard draft, wouldn't you say? Well, there there were some off-the-board selections, and and I'll say this. With, with the first overall selection, you know, if you go back to pre-COVID times, we all knew that Shane Richards would be the first pick in the 2019 draft because the night before, the Argos flew him into Toronto. And once you're flying in a guy, uh, word leaks pretty fast, whereas last year and this year, obviously, with travel being exceptionally limited due to the pandemic, Teams aren't flying guys in, and it's a lot easier to keep that information in-house. The Ticats kept their selection of Boston College tight end Jake Burt a secret up until the pick was announced, and uh, it was a surprise for me. The Ticats didn't carry really any fullback tight end body types for the longest time, and uh, they, they go to pick up Nikola Kalinich, a player I love out of York in the 2019 CFL draft. He did some great things as a rookie, and They've doubled down on that. Not only did they take Jake Burt, they also took a fullback, uh, Felix Garon Gauthier, uh, out of Laval, which 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 was a surprise. So um, I thought there were some, you know, it, considering that the CFL draft is a unique draft from you know from the onset this year, considering the extenuating circumstances with the futures, guys going back to school, guys in the NFL, etc. I guess it didn't play out too wildly, but there were some picks that uh, that had me shocked, to be quite honest. Uh, well, and we'll get to specifically what those are, but some of the juicy stuff here in the rectangle is there's some Regina football fans that are upset at the Riders that they saw two Rams go to the rival Blue Bombers, and by name they're Kyle Borsa and Robbie Lowe's. Um, I think it's very spicy for the rivalry. What did you think of those picks by the Bombers? I thought the Bombers did, an, uh, did a nice job all, all in all. I think Robbie Lowe's fits a need for them on special teams. I think he also fits a need potentially at safety. He played strong side linebacker with the Rams. He runs really well, six foot one, 205 pounds. You know, the Bombers, that was their biggest area of need to me was DB. They lost Kerfala Exame to free agency. Jeff Hecht was not retained 
following the Grey Cup victory in 2019. So they drafted Noah Hallett in the second round last year. I think they needed to double down on that spot. They got Retta Cramdy out of Montreal, who's another kind of youth sports strong side linebacker who projects as a, a special teams dynamo in the CFL with the potential to play safety. So Lowe's and Cramdy do that for the Bombers. But I'll say this, Ryder Nation, you got to cut your team a little bit of slack. I thought the Rough Riders had the best draft of any team last night. I thought the Riders nailed it out of the park. They got their biggest need addressed in round one. Nelson Lacombo, the Husky, uh, he's a guy who can uh, fit in at a bunch of different spots. I think the Riders replaced Cam Judge uh, by, by flipping the ratio in 2021 to start a Canadian defensive back at corner. They've got Ellie Buka in-house. They've got Mike Edam in-house. And they've got, uh, they've got Lacombo now. And they also signed Godfrey on Yekka in free agency who can play corner as well. So they've got some great versatility there. Terrell Janna at 17 might be the steal of the draft. They got Logan Bandy in the fifth, which is amazing from the Dinos. I, I thought the Riders did well. Obviously, I know Sasky folks want Sasky players in Sasky. I get it. Uh, but they got some amazing value last night. Uh, in my opinion, the best draft of any team. Wow. Well, there you go. How about that? And you mentioned the surpri- the surprising picks. Who were they off the top of your head? Are you talking about where they went or the fact they went at all or what? What, what were the big shocks to you? I think Cole Nelson to the Edmonton football team at number five is the biggest off-the-board pick in the CFL draft since Jada Tien went to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at fourth overall in the 2011 CFL draft. Um, I think Cole Nelson is a very intriguing prospect. I think he could potentially develop into a really good player. 6'6", 312 pounds. Uh, he's, uh, he's got great athleticism, tested fan- fantastically in the virtual combine. But every team I talked to had him late on their draft board. Some teams had him as late as the sixth round as kind of a developmental player. Also a guy, really long arms, could potentially be converted from DT to O-line. But this is not a guy who was an all-star in Canada West. He was a rotational player along the Golden Bears defensive line. I believe it's 19 career tackles and one sack. And Edmonton took him at number five overall. And Nelson, again, he could be a great player. He's got great physical assets. He's just so raw. And the guys who are still on the board, if you really want to go defensive tackle, and I think Edmonton did because they've got Evan Macabrota, another great Saskatchewan Huskies product, uh, we'll talk about uh, from the 2019 CFL draft, but they had Mohamed Diallo on the board out of Central Michigan. It was all Mac in 2020 at 300 pounds, can play defensive end. Had th- had I think it was three sacks and something like eight tackles for loss in five games at Central Michigan. Just you know the the amount of talent that was still on the board there um, to me was 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 far 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 more valuable than Nelson. So I, I hope that Nelson has a great career. I'm rooting for him. But I, I, I compare him to Jade Etienne because Bomber fans, when 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 Winnipeg made that selection during the Joe Mack era, they didn't understand who he was. And the reality is Etienne was a guy very much like Nelson. Great size, um, some really good raw traits, but was a raw talent who would need to be developed. And the Bombers took him over some really good receivers. They took him over Nate Kuhorn, who went to Edmonton. They took him over Marco Iannuzzi, who went to BC. And so when those guys started to produce, Anthony Parker was in that draft as well, went one spot ahead to Calgary. When those guys started to produce, people in Winnipeg said, well, what about our guy? Like, why isn't he playing? And I would have to tell people, well, Jada Tien is not, was not drafted to be a now guy. 
he's an in a couple years guy. And that's typically not what we see in the CFL draft. What we typically see is round one is either NFL caliber players who you got to wait on or guys who are now coming out of U Sports. Cole Nelson is not that. And I just hope that Edmonton fans have that expectation for him going into his career because he could be a great player, but he's not going to be a starter for you in 2021. Well, and some of the, you know, a lot of people were thinking, hoping that Chuba Hubbard would end up in Edmonton with his hometown team. He's in Calgary now with the Stampeders. If he ever shows up on the CFL, a lot of people think he's going to stick with the Panthers. I assume you do too. And uh, you know what? It's just a great story that people were curious about coming out of the draft. John, tremendous job going into the draft, during the draft, and now after the draft by you. I used all your stuff for my reference yesterday on the Three Down Show, so thanks for your work, man. Uh, I appreciated it. I know the fans of the CFL did. So have a great day, and I appreciate the time today. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. All right. John Hodge joining us from 3downnation.com in the Slurpee capital. By the way, just before we break and we bring on uh, WAPS as we switch back to hockey, just on the Tom Wilson thing, and I know people don't maybe didn't like what I had to say, but Pinks has written in, Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s, he said, Chris Versteeg just joined Sportsnet 960 and commented about Tom Wilson, quote, one more inch of compression on the ice, and we might not be talking the same about Panarin today. He could be dead, just like you said, Rod. Like, I don't, but not everybody's, I guess, going to agree because Jason Greger said, but he didn't die. So I guess you can run around and pile drive guys' head into the ice, and they don't have helmets on, and that's fine. And in today's National Hockey League, I'm with Versteek. He could have killed Artemi Panarin. And a $5,000 fine? Man, we didn't even get to the poll yet. And Hang on, Wops. We'll get to you next here. The poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center is this. What should Tom Wilson have gotten for discipline? A fine, a suspension, a fine and suspension, or nothing? And leading the way with 50% of the vote is a fine and a suspension. All he got was $5,000 by the Department of Player Safety and George Paris. And uh, he could have killed Artemi Panarin. There's so many offshoots off that. Wilson's supposed to be a tough guy. Panarin's a league star doing this to a Russian. Like, it was all bad. Mm-hmm. And he'll play tonight, Tom Wilson, and Panarin will not. We'll talk to Wobson more, Tyson Enzi, when we come back. And by the way, I want you guys' thoughts on who should win the Vezina, okay? So be thinking about that in the break. And I'll take viewer comments, too. Hey, Moose. Hi. <laughs> It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk on rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My good man, Brady Leovold's watching for the Mental Health Hockey Podcast Network, former Kelowna Rocket, Swift Current Bronco, and he was in the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. He says, 30 games, enough is enough, Rod, period. I would love to drop the mitts with Tom Wilson. The guy has to go. So the hockey guys are agreeing that Tom Wilson is a creep. Where's my brand? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's bring in Daniel Wapple and Tyson Enzi from Increase Athletics. Thanks for uh, holding through all that, guys. How you doing, Waps? I'm good, man. How are you, RP? Good. 
Who, who's your friend? Tyson. Yeah. I'm hey there. Now, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the guys, uh, Daniel Wapple played with the Giants, the Warriors, the Pats, the Bruins, and the Huskies. Now very successful goalie trainer traveling all over the province. And I'm going, listen, let's save the business talk to near the end. Are you guys okay with that? Can you just jump into the hockey topics for a second yeah. here? Okay. Starting with you, sure. Wapson, and then Tyson, I'll get yours. Tom Wilson. Answer our poll question. What should he have gotten for the, for what he did the other night for the Rangers? And where are you, Wops, on Tom Wilson as a player? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I look at Twitter a lot over the past couple of days just to see some guys within the game and their opinion on it. And, and there's part of it, like... I like I like the roughness and old school play, but at the same time, like like, like you said, like the guy could have got seriously hurt, and and he definitely crossed the line. So, uh, five thousand dollar fine is probably definitely not enough for what happened, I guess. How about you, Tyson? I, I would agree. I mean, there comes a point where you kind of got to draw the line, and what you do with with this kind of dictates what the repercussion is for others in the future. So. Uh, I would say definitely probably more should have been done. He was a soft player. He's a skilled guy. So yeah. I don't know if he would have hated, hated, <laughs> hated playing against him. I'd love to have him, though. <laughs> Listen, you don't see any fighters that are skills coaches. Let's be honest. You don't. You just don't. But he's. I was shocked by Tyson's deep voice. I thought that he was a bit of a fighter with the Yorkton Terriers. Now, furthermore, Daniel, you're watching the National Hockey League. I won't so much ask Tyson this, but... The uh, the the Vezina Trophy for the top goaltender, like it's not an easy decision. We ran some stats on the break, and I'm starting to think Mark Andre Fleury. He's up there in GAA and down there, and sorry, he's down there in GAA and up there in save percentage. But it's not easy. Who's been the best goalie in the NHL this year? Uh, I think honestly, I think it's very easy for me to pick that, and it's Vasilevsky. Um, there's been a lot of good performances, like you said, in a lot of good years. But there's times, like, I don't know if you watch Tampa much, as, as deep as they are and everything, like, sometimes they'll be they'll be hemmed in their own end for half the game, and then they'll be opportunistic and go score. So, um, for me, it's him, and I think he separated himself from every, every other goaltender in the league, uh, especially last year uh, in playoffs, and then this year he just carried into what he did last year. That's just my opinion, though. Well, fair enough. And as producer Clark said, uh, Vasilevsky's playing all the minutes. He played every minute in the playoffs last year. He's playing a yeah. ton. Yeah, but I'm also a Vegas Golden Knights fan, so I'm a little bit of I know, a... I know, I know. Yeah. I'm a little biased. <laughs> I don't watch the Lightning as much as I probably should. Anyways, Daniel, if you don't mind, because you're no stranger to this show, Tyson's new. Would you mind introducing your partner and what you guys are doing? And then we'll ch- chat a little bit with Tyson's background. But please tell our viewers how you're helping out Young hockey players. Yeah, so again, this kind of started from, you know, how I run my business, increased performance, uh, goaltending development business. So I handle a lot of things in these kids' lives with their what they're doing away from the rink and, and not just what they're doing on the ice. And, and there was a massive lack in these kids of what they were doing uh, away from the rink. And so obviously from me playing, I know how much work has to go in away from the rink, especially if you want to take those steps and you want to try to make a career out of it. Like it can't be just like over the rink, I put my gear on and then it's over. So um, it started with 
with my goalies and I was like, wow, like we really need to figure something out so these kids can, can really develop and, and not just on the ice. So um, I've known Tyson for the past four or five years. We met through a mutual friend and we've been running our own businesses. And then I don't know how long ago I called him and I kind of put the idea in his head. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That actually sounds like a pretty good idea. And then he started uh, working with all our goaltenders online with nutrition, mobility, and training plans and stuff. And it started to go really good. And then uh, he's from Calgary, so he basically packed up his stuff and came down here. And and now we're doing this uh, full time. So it, it's been it's been unbelievable so far. And I'm really lucky to have him down here. No kidding. By the way, I'm interjecting just with some of our viewer comments from Jennifer Illingworth. She says, I'm biased, but Mike Smith has played remarkable for an old guy. Vezina winner. No. And, and Wops, I'm going to come back on that because I understand Mike Smith has changed his training. I want to ask you what yeah. you see in Mike Smith's play. Brady Leovold, still watching in Muskoka, Ontario, says, this is my kind of guy. He's talking about you, Wops. Yeah, we all speak the same well, language. That's the thing. We're all friends. So, Brady, welcome into the club here. Uh, Tyson, I just looked you up. 6'2", 190 uh, out of Calgary, as Wops just said. Well. Yeah, well, built like a toothbrush <laughs> when he played. <laughs> so so you've joined Daniel Wapple on – he's got the goaltender side, and you do a lot of other things. Tell us what you do with Increase. Yeah, so I guess it started – uh, we both had our own businesses going. I was doing a lot of lifestyle clients. Uh, and obviously, WAPS has all the goaltenders. So uh, as we started talking more and more and uh, helped him more with increased performance, uh, it was just going so well. And we had a, we're, we're very aligned in um, just what we believe is important within sport, not only performing on the ice, but the mental health side of things and just uh, taking care of these, the, the players' bodies for the future, like the longevity of it all. So, uh, when we came together, we decided that we should kind of bring it all together into one company. So that's kind of where increase athletics came from. Uh, so yeah, we're doing for some of the, the players that are a little further away, we're doing lots of the online and that's, we do online mobility classes, nutrition, coaching, training plans. And now just started on Monday, we have uh, a ton of them in person that we're doing sessions, uh, all throughout the week. So, um, it's been going going real well, and we have some some big plans, and it's just going to take some time and keep the ball rolling. And but we're excited for it. It's been going great so far. Well, to our young viewers, just follow Daniel Wapple, Tyson Enzi on all social media channels and increase athletics. And the thing is, personal coaching works. I do it in my own world of mental health and addictions, substance abuse prevention. It works in individual sports. Life, as you mentioned, Tyson. And so, yeah, anything else on that, Wops, before I just get your take on what you're seeing with Mike Smith? I just think a big part of it is not only for these kids to give themselves the best chance to be the best they can be, but also, like Tyson mentioned, like for these things, like to become lifelong habits, like they're eating so they don't have to worry about their weight in the future. Um, and just the way they feel like a lot of them at a young age, they can put whatever in their bodies and they think um, it's not going to make a difference at, at that age. It might not, but as you get older, that starts to change and change and change. So if you can get them to really figure that out at a young age, especially like, you know, me, RPA, I've had double hip surgery. I didn't take care of myself. And the other day I watched Tyson run his first mobility class in person. 
And I honestly like couldn't believe it. I said, holy crap, I would have done anything to have this in my life when I played. So um, again, just, just so they can take care of themselves and in the future, they don't have limitations or, or whatnot. Say they want to have kids. Like I can't go. I'm scared to go play with them because my hips are broke. Like it's just, it's things that you can definitely prevent. Not saying it's, you're not going to get hurt, but there's just so many things that you can do. And if you get them to figure that out at that young age, then life's going to be a lot smoother moving forward. One more from Brady Leovold. And again, you guys can look him up after the show, Kelowna Rockets, Swift Crown Broncos, and in uh, the coast. He says, think of the amount of time we all wasted in junior hockey playing video games, doing stupid stuff. You're on, he says, you're on to something there, buddy. Uh, Brady, I'll just say this. You and I were going to do our own thing no matter what. These are for the kids that are a little smarter at teens uh, than we were. But Wops 2, Mike Smith, Rich Sutter was in here. And, of course, you know he's pro scouting for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's been on Sportsnet for years. And he said Mike Smith has changed the way he trained in the offseason. Nutrition-wise, he's changed his style. And the numbers are reflecting it. What do you know about what Mike Smith's doing with the orders this year as opposed to what he's done in the past? So the first thing I noticed is really early on, honestly, probably game one. Um, I was on the phone with my buddy Jeff Harvey, who's a Blades goalie coach, and we were just talking about it. And number one was he's staying on his feet way longer. Um, he used to be down on his belly and he'd commit to his knees uh, way faster than he is now. So one, he's holding his feet, and, and two, like he's managing his space so well. Uh, he's just getting there on his feet and simplifying his game. Like, honestly – Everyone's like, oh, what did he change? Like, this must be huge. And it's honestly a lot, a lot of little things. And it's just beat plays on your feet and trying to hold those edges as long as possible. Because, you know, uh, once you bite, and especially in the National Hockey League, like, they're going to go east-west on you and, and it's over. So you got to be able to hold your feet. And that's one thing that he's changed uh, drastically uh, this year. You, you remember watching him play. Like, he'd be down on his back or belly probably 10 times a game. And... And that's from committing down too early. And and so, yeah, that, that's definitely a couple of things that I've taken away from it. And I'm an Oilers fan, so it's good to see that they're actually winning games. And, and he's a big reason for it. So Yeah, and by the way, he's in his late 30s, as you well know. So you can teach an old dog new tricks. Guys, uh, guys, this has been great. Tyson, pleased to meet you, my friend. I'll be following you very closely. And Daniel Wapple, don't be a stranger. Uh, we're here for whatever you need. Thanks for the time, guys. Thanks Thanks so much. All right, uh, Daniel Wapple and Tyson Enzi joining us from Increase Athletics. What's up, Moose? Lots. (laughs) Tell me something. It's it's good. You know, I I like seeing guys like that find their way after hockey, right? Because, you know, we want to stay in the game. We don't always know where to go after hockey. And when you're playing the game, that's all you know whether it's football, whether it's hockey, right? That's all you know is hockey. You're a hockey player. You're a football player, right? Transitioning to life after football, especially at a young age, can be really tough. So good to see those guys are doing great. They're crushing it. That Tyson reminded me of a young you. Yeah. Sharp. (laughs) I like it. Just a little taller. Yeah. Little. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A sports update. Fred Van Vliet had 27 points and 13 assists to lead Toronto in his return after missing eight games with a sore hip. But the Raptors couldn't hold on and dropped a 105-100 decision on the road against the L.A. Clippers. The playoffs are fading for We the North. In the American Hockey League, Joseph Wall stopped 57, 57 shots 
as the Toronto Marlies edged the Laval Rocket 4-3 in overtime Tuesday. Nick Patan scored the winner at 4:49 of the extra period to help Toronto halt a five-game losing streak. Jeremy McKenna, Noel Hoffenmeyer, and Martin Marinson rounded out the offense for the Marlies. Laval netminder Michael McNiven stopped 29 shots in defeat. The Winnipeg Jets are on a seven-game losing streak, but can get back on track tonight with a win over the Calgary Flames. The Jets are tied in points with the Montreal Canadiens for third in the north. The Canadians are on a three-game win streak and facing the Ottawa Senators tonight. The Blue Jays aren't sure if George Springer will be ready to return to the lineup tonight when they face the A's in Oakland. Toronto's prized offseason acquisition has set out the first two games of this series, both losses with a quad injury that has been nagging him since spring training. Manager Charlie Montoyo says Springer is day-to-day. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and, inf- and information. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha, I've decided, Dupes, my favorite is the almond coconut. Oh. It's the light tan one. Yeah, yeah. So hands off in the fridge. You got it. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. RP Show viewers get uh, 20% off with the par- uh, promo code RP Show. Viewer takeover the rest of the way. With 24 minutes to go. Okay, you decide. We're going to go back and forth with you, whatever you want to talk about. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I said, I said. It's viewer takeover the rest of the way, and that's what it is. Um, so to the text line first. From Dave. From the 535. Canada versus Sweden on at 3 p.m. on TSN1, according to Sastel Max. Thank you, Dave. Connor Bedard and Team Canada taking on Sweden in a semifinal at the World Under-18s today. He says, I had to switch to Facebook Swiss hockey on Game Plus. I know. There's nothing we can do about that. That's a programming issue at our, our daddy, Game Plus TV. That's right. And unfortunately, they make the rules. They, make the, they, have, the gold, they have the gold. Daddy makes the rules. <laughs> it's the golden rule. It's the golden rule. Uh, Dave goes on to say, hey, guys, I think if you cause a player to miss time... You should also sit out the same amount. In the CFL, Odell Willis gave Zach Caleros three concussions and missed lots of games, but Odell missed zero. I agree that concept's been around for years and years and years because I remember, and the years are starting to go on now, but when that first concept came to me, I'm trying to remember, in about 95, I was calling Pat's games. We were playing the Wheat Kings, and Peter Schaefer got hurt of the Wheat Kings. And one of our guys heard him, if I remember that correctly. And the Wheat Kings felt our guys should be out for as long as Peter Schaefer was. But it's not Odell Willis's fault that Zach Caleros has a soft head. I love Zach. 
You can't. I, I love the concept. It's been around for decades, but there has to be a reason why that's never been adopted. How do you feel? There's about a that? massive reason why it hasn't been adopted because what do coaches do? They coach. They they try and outcoach the rules, right? You put in a rule into put more defense in the game. They try and outcoach that rule to create more offense. You want to put more offense in the game, which they've done by shrinking the goalie pads, making the post smaller, you know, getting rid of the neutral zone. They coach to counteract that. So if you add this rule in, okay, Rod Peterson hurt this other guy who's not as valuable. He's out now for three months. He's our fourth liner. No, he's out. He's out. You're planning on sending him down anyway, but he's out with an injury, so your star has got to be out now for four months because he's hurt. He's not really hurt, right? Or a guy is, you know what I mean? So you'd have, to, you'd have guys manipulating it really badly in situations where they could create an advantage. There's a lot of reasons why it hasn't been adopted. Yeah. Great but idea. Spirit of the, of the idea, amazing. Yeah. From Andre Corbet, I think it's time that we update our viewers our new viewers, because we have a lot. Andre Corbet is watching on YouTube, and he says, Rod, the secret to being more search-relevant on YouTube is tag all of your topic tags in the tag section and then tag all of them backwards. Example, Regina Pats, Pats Regina. You will show up higher. You need to understand, Andre, I do nothing with that. Nothing. He's clearly a new viewer, right? And a good guy. But you need to understand, here was the deal when Darren brought me in to host this show. Do you remember the deal? I said, I just want to sit at that, ta- at that desk for two hours and talk and then leave. That's all I want to do. Do you remember what you said? That's all I want you to perfect. do. Perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect marriage. So we have an entire team here. Darren does his thing and that's the business. We got Clark doing his thing, Jordan doing his thing, Ryan doing his thing, Bryn doing his thing, Nelson doing his thing. Who's the guy in Vancouver? Troy. Troy's doing his thing. We had nine, ten people working on this show. I'm not the guy putting videos on YouTube. And if, by the way, this was left up to me, it wouldn't get done. But so the, there you go. But the people listening that are doing those jobs, let's see a tag, right? But they know. Seems like a, of course they know. We've been doing it, right? It's all great stuff. And I love getting that feedback from, from the viewers. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. But our guys know that stuff. I think they know that stuff. That's why we trust them to do their job. I think we have the best. I know we have the best tech team in broadcasting. Aaron in Vancouver, what do you guys think about future Lions ownership? If the CFL and XFL merge, will slash should the Rock buy the Lions? There's a lot of guys saying that in the CFL. A lot. And I don't know why they're saying that. Because for one... Nobody wants to buy a CFL team right now. Now is not the time to buy a CFL team. The uncertainty is massive. And by the way, that's David Braley's own fault because he had a lineup of owners for years. I know for a fact that he had the sale done, and then at the last minute, he just pulled the string because he could. Why does a dog lick his nuts? Because he can. Dave Braley did the exact – not a joke. It's a true story. David Braley did the exact same thing. Yep, uh uh-huh, fooled you. And now what? They can't sell the team. I mean, they can, but it's not worth nearly as much as what it was. And so selling the team to The Rock, everybody's talking about it. Not everybody. A lot of people are talking about it. The Rock can have the whole league for a song. That's what he wants. Why would he buy the BC Lions? 
By the way, of all the teams in the CFL, they would be one of the teams I'd want to own for a variety of reasons. There's challenges there. Yeah. Vancouver's nice. Vancouver's cool beautiful. stadium. It's awesome. Great brand. Yeah. And you know what? That challenge of going into that market and trying to make football relevant, Canadian football <laughs> relevant, would be fun. Cool, you know, great brand, incredible history and tradition. Lots of past success to build off of legends who came through that organization. It'd be fun to try and go through. But we're talking about Montreal being sold for zero. A dollar. Yeah. Like <laughs> Don uh, Mitchell, our Navy man, says, I don't think the Riders, Bombers, and Edmonton are even for sale. Don, you know I love you, but you're a career military guy. Everything's for sale. Ted DiBiase. You know that. Everybody has a price. Everything's for sale. Correct? Always. <laughs> Always. Right. You can say it's not for sale. Like, you just bought your favorite car of all time. But if I come in and give you double what you paid for it, you're selling it every day of the week. Oh, yeah. Chris Bird in Toronto. How do you even put a community-owned team up for sale? Isn't that the $64,000 question? Woo. We've been talking about that for years. And, of course, you have to understand it relates back to my roots in the Western Hockey League. The Swift Crown Broncos, the Moose Jaw Warriors, those community-owned teams. It was always, when they're on death's door, where does the money go if you were to buy that team? And what's it valued at? I mean, you would understand what it's valued at. Mm -hmm. What is it, four years of gross revenues? Everybody, everybody can value it differently. There's no, but right. there's no it's one negotiable. Way. Yeah, there's no one way to value an organization, a company. There's so many different ways to do it. You can base it off of revenues. You can base it off of so many assets. There's so many different ways to do it. Does it mean that you can't change the the, the organizational structure and go from a community-owned entity to a privately owned, right, to a yeah. single ownership group? It can change, but it wouldn't be an easy process. But it could happen. Listen, uh, should we break, Clark? Come back for overtime, and we're going to face off. And yep. I got it. I got it. All right. You probably got it, too. What we're going to face off about. Hang on. We'll be right back. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network. YouTube and Facebook live daily. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And uh, the moose. Where did this comment go? The, the face-off is coming up, and I'll get to the read for what it is. The offensive line coach for the Western Mustangs says, as I followed, uh, Chris Marshall's his name, by the way. He says, as I followed last night's CFL draft, I couldn't help but think the CFL is missing a great opportunity during their current shutdown to reevaluate their product. Canadian football is better than ever, and the CFL should be all in on that and increase the ratio. I don't know. There's a lot of people that say, well, he's Canadian University O-line coach. What do you think he's going to say? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in so far as to say the CFL should look at themselves in this shutdown. 
I don't really think that they are. I don't think that much is going to change when they come back to play, whenever that may be, whether it's this fall or next year. I don't think much is going to change. And then they're coming into the gas station with a low fuel light on and a couple flat tires, right? And the rock's going to come out. Ding, ding. I'll fix you right up. That's what I see is going to happen. Here's the bill. <laughs> and, then, and then it's... Can I wash some dishes? Do you, Yeah, well, you can pay it. Or you can go to the next gas station. Those tires aren't going to get you there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey, I didn't read this yet. A lot of hockey talk today. Hey, folks, NHL playoffs are approaching fast. And Rod Peterson Show sponsor, UniversityofPucks.com, wants to make the run for the Stanley Cup a lot more fun. Go to universityofpucks.com right now and sign up for their free NHL playoff pool. Top prize is an autographed Connor Bedard jersey. Pat's jersey. You are not going to get a better price than that. Universityofpucks.com to enter. And this is where I add my own info. Don't go willy-nilly on your betting for the NHL or for anything for that matter. Universityofpucks.com. It's $20, I believe. Sign up fee right now and ask for or look for the Rod Peterson Show playoff special. Just sign up. Six to eight articles a day written there. I've read it. All the NHL information you need for betting advice to win on DraftKings FanDuel, you can find at universityofpucks.com. What do you got to lose? And again, sign up for your chance to win a Connor Bedard Pats jersey. Universityofpucks.com. Pucks you. Now to the faceoff. Fun, 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 till daddy takes the T-bird away. If you could own a CFL team, what would it be? Now, I didn't even put a lot of thought into it. To me, it was just BC Lions like that. Great road trip. But why did David Braley not want to let the team go, for God's sakes? Beautiful city, right downtown. Beautiful stadium. Wonderful brand. I'd even think about the other eight teams. For me, it's the BC Lions that I would want to own if I could wiggle my nose and have the money to do it. Darren says his is not the BC Lions. Who's the CFL team? You could, uh, if you could own one, what would it be? Well, it'll be a CFL team. But when you started reading, I started thinking, could I pick an American team? <laughs> no. With the XFL? But no, my team's the Toronto Argonauts. What? I, I would want to own the Toronto Argonauts. Because you want to buy low and sell high. That, you want to flip them. But I love the challenge of trying to make the CFL relevant in that market <clears> because I know it can happen. Because guess what? It was relevant in that market. It was thriving in that market. It was really successful in that market at a time. And they've had a lot of great success. Yep. They've had, you know, good team success. They have legends, a history of legends that can be used to come back to the program. And maybe most importantly, they've got the best color scheme in the league. Double blue. Easy to sell merchandise. But I like the challenge of making them relevant in that market. And you have a massive amount of people, even if they don't care about it right now, that are at least there that you can try and flip, right? It's, it's one thing to, to, be, to go into a market where people care, but to have that massive amount of people to pull from, now it's my job. Am I a good enough entrepreneur that I can sell them that the Argos are worth your money? Uh, so, buddy, for all those same reasons, I want the BC Alliance. And we'll meet in right, the great Spiff up the brand, turn the people back onto the team. Beautiful city. As yeah. a matter of fact, Vancouver kicks Toronto's ass in terms of scenery. We know that. I'm just not a big Toronto guy. Too many people. I'm a, 
raised on a farm for the last. I God. should be the West Coast. I'd be on the yacht during the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you can't. You no, you picked Toronto. I, I know I did. You have to have it. I got it. I'll be over here in BC and happy. Uh, the face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan's destination for the most delicious Greek cuisine, ribs, pizzas, and more. Is good. Is good. Visit themadgreekeatery.com today. And for Ultimate Fan Zone, taking UFZ on the road coast-to-coast. Slick, user-friendly. Their new website was built for the diehard sports fan. Shop online today at ultimatefanzone.ca. It's where I get most of my fan gear from the Ultimate Fan Zone in Moose Jaw. Their website's now live, ultimatefanzone.ca. I see producer Clark has put in the comments here, or from the show account, what team would you own? Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Calgary, obviously. William May says, if I could own the Riders, heart of the CFL. He's from Lloyd. Brady Leobold still watching out there in Muskoka, Ontario. He says, the Rock loves Vancouver. I don't know why everybody's talking about the Rock buying the BC Lions. Mate, is it a case of where there's smoke, there's fire? Could be. Could be. And why is this a thing now? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're like, you know what? We don't want him to take over the league, but let's give him this, and then he'll take his attention away from taking over the league and merging it with the XFL, and maybe it's that, too. I don't know. You know, like trying to keep the kid quiet. He's whining at you for the big ticket item. He wants you to buy a PlayStation, right. but you, you give him another toy to kind of distract him from that. Right. The CFL owners who couldn't find a way to play in 2020 and are delayed in 2021 are going to dupe Dwayne Johnson. I bet that's what's going to happen. Of course. Uh, Chris Bird says, dupes for mayor. There's a lot of people that agree with your line of thinking. Yeah. You know that. Here right now, I'm not one of them. But it's the same thinking, different market. From Aaron Beach, he says, obviously the Lions can't agree with Rod Moore. That's from Aaron, who asks if we're going to do a CFL sim this year. A lot of people asking for it. Can't see it happening. Also kind of tough when the video game is shutting its doors. Yeah. Jeff in Winnipeg, BC Lions for me. My bombers are good. Don't want to wreck that ship. <laughs> That's good. Sober Athletic Wear, Troy in Toronto says, I'd take, I'd take the new franchise in Halifax. Love the city and people are the best. I'll take over the Maritimes. Fun question, who you could own. Tomorrow, Peter Lobardius and some special guests. See you, Moose. See ya. Oh, here it is. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern on Game Plus. Because I thought I was going to see Cindy Lauper. And then I get there and she's nowhere to be found. You just got duped. I got, I got duped. Yeah. Hey, who wants to get duped by dupe? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.